for all those that gave the communion and, and uh, Brother Mac for leading us in the songs. Thank you for taking this time out to come back and worship the great God of heaven in spirit and in truth. I want to thank Brother Josh for reading the scripture text. And if you, you meet me in that text that was read into your hearing, we're going to read it once more for emphasis sake. And that's Proverbs chapter number four and beginning at verse number 10. And it reads as such, Hear, O my son, and receive my sayings, and the years of thy life shall be many. I have taught thee in the way of wisdom. I have led thee in the right paths. When thou goest, thy steps shall not be straightened. And when thou runneth, thou shalt not stumble. Take fast hold of instruction. Let her not go. Keep her, for she is thy life. Enter not into the path of the wicked, and go not in the way of evil men. Avoid it, pass not by it, turn from it and pass away. For they sleep not, except they have done mischief. And their sleep is taken away unless they, they cause some to fall. For they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. But the path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. The way of the wicked is as darkness. They know not at what they stumble. The wise man, Solomon, here in these verses, as in the other ones, is trying to get us to incline our ear and heart to wisdom. In this fourth chapter of Proverbs, God, through the inspired man Solomon, repeatedly stresses to us the importance of acquiring wisdom. It, it, never so much since I've been doing this series have, have I come to realize how important it is to have wisdom. And under the understanding the difference between wisdom and knowledge. See, in verse 5, he says, get wisdom and get understanding. See, you know how you have a lot of uh, uh, businesses out here, Brother Bill, that, that try to get you to bundle stuff together. You know, you, you have Comcast to try to get you to, to, to do the bundle, the phone and the Internet and, and, and the cable. OK. And, and then you got flow on the TV. She she's trying to get you to bundle everything. You know, the life insurance and the car insurance, all these. Everybody's trying to get you to bundle stuff. But, but see, God is saying that this is one bundle that you don't want to omit. Amen. He says you want to bundle these two together you know you want to get wisdom and understanding he says you know he also says in verse number seven he states that wisdom is the principal thing he says we he says it, it, it's, it's so important that 
This is the thing that we need to be concerned about the most. So he says, so therefore, get wisdom. And while you're getting that, get some understanding also. See, he's trying to teach us to, to not be contented with lessons of wisdom only. Stay with me here. He's, he says, I don't want you to be contented with just getting lessons of wisdom, which far too many of us get in hindsight. See, we only learn after we've gone through stuff. And, and he said, I don't want you to get just the lessons of wisdom. He says, but, but, but he said, I, 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 want you to, I, I, I want you to see, first of all, how to, I want you to properly understand all that we have learned. He said, I want you to understand what you have learned. Okay. See, a lot of times we have, we go through different courses and we, we afterwards, you know, we, we, you know, just like roping cattle, you know, we do like in that time, you know, I'm done. I'm, I'm finished that course. Okay. Now on to the next course, you know, and we go on to that, not having a good understanding of what we studied. And, and, and the course that we went through. So he said, first of all, he said, I want you to properly understand all that we have learned. And secondly, he says, see that we rightly apply all that we have been taught. I want you to understand what you've learned and then apply what you've been taught. See, he says, wisdom prescribes the best end and the means best calculated to obtain that end. While understanding directs us to the ways, times, places, and opportunities of practicing the lessons of wisdom. See, you, it's a bundle. We got to put them together in order for them to benefit. See, our success in this will be determined by us choosing which is the title of my message, Choosing from the Two Paths of Life. Choosing from the Two Paths of Life. See, we need to understand, first of all, that there are two paths of life. See, unless we understand that, then we got to go back to the elementary principles. We got we to get first, understand that, see, too, too, far too many people only know one way, okay? And it's not this way. It's not the Bible way. So if we only know one way, that's the only thing we can apply. And when things go haywire and don't go the way that you want them to go, then we have no other uh, uh, way to call on. Because all we've been taught is what the world teaches us. So, and I'm always saying, you know, we got to make sure that we get this into our kids. We talked about that in the last lesson that uh, uh, Solomon was saying that he got it early. His father gave it to him in his tender years when, when he was young. See, see, when we have both of them, now when stuff don't go right, we can say, wait a minute, hold it. What, what they telling me over here, my peer group is telling me, and those people, I think this, that don't, that's not what I learned from the word. I, I think I need to go back and listen. I, I need to give them some space and, and, and go back and compare what the steps I'm taking now to what God's word says. Because something is not 
gelling here. So when we understand, first of all, that there are two paths, the path of wisdom and the path of the wicked. That's the two paths that we have to choose from. And then he says, there are good consequences for choosing the path of wisdom. See, there's consequences everywhere in life. But he says, from choosing this path, the, the path of wisdom, he says there's going to be some good consequences. That's, that's sort of like when we under, come to understand the principle of sowing and reaping. See, then we, we've learned something then. I'm telling you, we learned something valuable then because if we've been getting bad harvests over here and we understand that principle, we can say, hold it, wait a minute, let me back up from here. See, God put, put this in place way back in the garden and he put this in place for our benefit, not, not to keep us from doing anything, not to uh, uh, shut us down from doing anything. He said, no, I want to give you some guarantees in life. I want, I want to let you know if you sow good seed over here, you're going to get good harvests over here. Amen. So but when we understand that and we've been going through all these bad harvests in our lives, we can say, wait a minute, hold it. If I understand this principle right, I can determine what I want over here by what I sow over here. And then it'll have you, it'll make you change your mind about what you're sowing. Even change the seed bag that you're sowing out of. So, so, and in the same way, when we understand that life has consequences to it, we want to make sure that we're on the right path, using the right seed in order to get the right harvest that we want. Now, in our text here, he says, first of all, in verse 10, he says, here, Oh, my son, and receive my sayings and the years of thy life shall be many. See, he's what he's saying. He he doesn't mean just hearing these words will cause you to live a long time. That's not what he's saying. He says here. Oh, oh my son, receive my sayings. And your years, he says, and your years of thy life shall be many. So <laughs> it's not just hearing these, these words that will cause you to live a long time, but hearing and receiving, that's it. that is, practicing yeah. them, that will lead you down the path more likely to bless your, your, your health and everything along. See, when, when you hear and receive these words, see, you're not going to be you're not going to go down the path that will cause you to do harm to your body physically. Amen. See, if you was a drinker and you come to this book and, and, and you start walking in this path of wisdom, then you're going to put the Bible down. You're going you're gonna to put the, the cigarettes down. You're going you're gonna to put away anything that will cause harm to your body. And then and, in and practicing those sayings, that will cause your life to be longer. See, the same thing was said in, 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 in Proverbs chapter 3 and, and verse 1 and 2. He, he said, see, and, and, and one thing I like about this, this book of Proverbs is he don't have no problem in repeating stuff to you. And, and, and we, should be, we should say amen because we don't get it the first time, okay? We need to hear it. Proverbs 3 and verse 1 and 2, he says, My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. 
That's the same thing as he said over in four. He said, he, hear and receive my words. He said, for length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. See, when you don't forget these words, you receive them and keep them, there's a consequence to that, a good consequence. Your life will, will be uh, uh, lengthened. He even said in verse 7 and 8 of, of, of chapter 3, he said, Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord. Depart from evil. It shall be health to thy neighbor and marrow to thy bone. He's talking about giving you good health if you receive his words. And then when he goes to verse 11 and 12, back in chapter 4, Verse 11 and 12, he says, I have taught thee in the way of wisdom. I have led thee in the, in the right paths. When thou goest, thy steps shall not be straightened. And when thou runneth, thou shalt not stumble. See, he, he's, he's saying that I've, I've, I've taught you in the path of wisdom. Now when you walk, he said, you, your steps won't be hindered. It won't be straightened. There won't be obstacles in your way. He says, and, and when you run, you shall not stumble. Let, let, me, let me tell you why these two verses are possible. See, these, what he's saying in these two verses is possible because you have allowed yourself, first of all, to be taught in the path of wisdom. Now, Once you've allowed yourself to be taught in the way of wisdom, now you have the Lord assisting you in your walk and in your run. See, this started back in Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 5 and 6. Look what it says here. It says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and what? He shall direct your paths. Not one path, but your paths. See, see, see when, you, when you acknowledge him in all your ways, now you got him directing your path. It's not on you no more, okay? You got out the director chair, and now he's taking over, and he's, look, he's, he's sitting high and looking low and, and, and directing you through this. So, so he says, your, your, your path won't be straightened. It won't be hindered. When, when there's a, a roadblock right there, he's going to lead you around that roadblock because he sees that from where he's sitting there. So, and that's, that's if we're giving ourselves to following his direction. See, in, in light of these good consequences that we just read about in verses 10 through 12, Solomon gives us an admonition in verse 13. Let's, let's read that back in Proverbs 4 and verse 13. He says, Take fast hold of instruction. Let her not go. Keep her, for she is thy life. See, he's saying to hold fast to wisdom's instruction. Do not let her go, for she is thy life. See, he's saying that wisdom, when you... We talked about in the previous lessons that wisdom is like that treasure that you find in the field. And once you find it, see, we, 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 
we can't relate totally to to get that message because we, we live in a world now when, when we used to come up, you used to find a lot of change around. You know, you walk and you see a quarter here and, 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 and you know, money here. Even sometimes people might have got a little tipsy and went in their pocket and did like this, you know. And, they, and you, you say, oh, my goodness, you're in a gold rush, you know. You, 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 you grab this. You, I done hit the mother load, you know. And, 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 and this is what happened. But now times are so hard, people ain't losing money like, like, they, used, like they used to. So, so we don't understand that. But, but, but back in the gold rush days and where people find treasure, see, when you find that stuff, you, you, y'all, you see it on TV where these people, they go and sell all that they have. And they go out here when they find out about one of these sunken treasure some chips or something and they do their homework and go to the library and say okay it took the path of this and that and it should be and and they by hiring this person that person with sonar sonar and and whatnot to try to find the spot and you know they, they invest a whole lot in that and and god is saying you need to invest a lot in this wisdom because it's it's so valuable he said so he said you need to, when you get it, you need to hold fast to it. See, the blessings which wisdom gives to man pre- preserves them in life. It comforts them through life. It, it causes them to triumph in death. And, and it provides them with a glorious eternal life. I mean, that's a lot right there. <laughs> that's a lot to, for wisdom to give you. See, it, it, it'll take you through this life and it'll take you through this life smartly. I told you once, you, once you sign up for that path of wisdom, now you got God directing you. See, everybody don't have that. That's, that's, that's GPS that you can't pay for. They don't, they don't put them in the cars, okay? Yeah. God's positioning system. You don't, you don't you, you, see, God gives that to all his saints. And that's better than, than the global positioning system. You know, you want God's positioning system. See, and he's going to take you all around, all that stuff that will hinder us in life. So he says, you, you want to, when you get it, you need to hold on to it. And, and do all you can to keep it because that can lead to your eternal life. See, the path, in, the path of the wicked it's not so. It's not like what we just read here. See, the, the path of the wicked is the way of evil. In verse 14, it says, Enter not into the path of the wicked, and go not into the way of evil men. See, he says, Avoid it. Pass not by it. Turn from it and pass away. Now, he said a whole lot there. He said, see, Notice the strong admonitions we are told about this path. Solomon said, look, the path of the wicked, you want to stay away from it. You want to avoid that like it's the plague, okay? You, 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 you want to, when, in, in their day when a person had leprosy and, and they came in your vicinity and they had to holler, holler unclean, unclean. Well, you want to treat the path of the wicked like that. That's unclean and let me stay over here away from that because that doesn't mean you any good see he says do not enter the path of the wicked okay 
straight out. No explanation needed. Just don't enter it. You, you, you won't, you won't, once you get on there, you'll understand why he told you not to even enter it. Okay. See, but sometimes we just want to play with stuff. We, we don't think it's going to happen. To, I know it happened to, I know it happened to the Jones boys over there, but see, they, they, they never were too bright. They elevated and go to the, all the way to the floor, you know. So, but see, I analyze stuff, you know. I, you know, it ain't gonna happen to me. So, 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 so we want to play with sin and, and wickedness to see how far we can go. He says, secondly, he says, do not walk in the way of the evil. See, because we already know what, what was, was said about that evil, what it says, evil communications corrupt good manners. You can't keep hanging around with the Jones brothers and, and think that that stuff is not going to rub off on you. See, it, it's either you're going to rub off on them or they're going to rub off on you. And the longer you round them, you're going to start picking up their habits. Because you know every second word out their mouth is a cuss word, okay? And then after being in their company so much, you start hearing all of them, everybody in the house cussing. Mother kids, little, little children, they, they cussing too. You know, they taught them to cuss. And, and before long, then after being in that environment, then you come around Christians, and then you stub your toe and, I stub my this, oh, oh, excuse me. Yeah. Did I say that? Yeah, you did. Yeah. See, and, and, and they're going to come, it's just, just going to flow on out of you. You know, that, that because of the company that you keep. So he says, do not walk in the way of the evil because that evil communications will corrupt good morals. Avoid it, he says. Avoid it like I said, like, like it was the plague or the leprosy. You, you want to stay away from it. It don't mean you know good. And then he says, don't even look on it. Don't look on it. And, and, and if, you happen, if you happen to see it, take the long way around. I don't even want, if it's over there, go, go around here. Let me go around this way. I can't get through there. Turn your back to it, you know. You, you don't even want to see it because, you know, sometimes the draw from just seeing it, you see, some, some of us, we'll start around there and we'll, Then we want to get close to, and see, that's all sin wants you to do. See, because sin says, come here. And, 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 and then we, we think we're only going to indulge it for a minute. I just want, just a little bit. But, we, but we, we, we know, because it's done it before, it, it, it's going, what, what is it going to do? Keep me longer than you want to stay? Take you further than you wanted to go, first of all. Keep you longer than you wanted to stay, and in the end, cost you more than you wanted to pay. So he said, don't even look at it. Totally avoid it. See, the reasons to avoid this path are many. See, one such is in verse 16. Verse 16, see, one reason to avoid it is because it becomes People, one, one can easily become obsessed 
with doing evil. In verse 16 it says, For they sleep not, except they have done mischief. And when I first read this, uh, it, it, it didn't dawn on me until you, you, you really get the gist of that. You got people, see some people that's in that evil world, they, he was about to go to sleep, but he thought, he, I ain't done enough evil today. I got to go on out here and get my evil quota in, you know, before I, he, that's what it said. It, it, it said, for they sleep not, except they have done mischief. And, and, and then it says, and their sleep is taken away unless they cause some to, to fall. The ones that do slip off into some sleep, they wake up and say, oh man, uh, I didn't get nobody today. I got to go back out there. I got, I got to cause some mischief before, you know. I mean, who lives in that kind of, these, these people eat and, and breathe this stuff. I, I, I'm, I'm telling you, that's a bad way to be in when, when, you, when you like that. They can't even go to sleep. For, because they want to do some, some evil. See, so, so he says, you can easily be possessed by this stuff. And see, and it also, the more you do it, it eventually starts dulling your senses, requiring even more to satisfy you. See, it, just, just like these people right here that it was talking about in, in verse uh, uh in verse 16. See, in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 19, and I'm going to read the NIV version of this. This, this is what it's saying about how sometimes, you, you know, sometimes we can even watch TV. A lot of us have become desensitized to sin. You know, some, some things used to shock us that we saw on TV. Like even people getting murdered, you know, but man, these games and everything short and you hear about shootings off and you hear about a, a group of people being killed, you know, and you're, okay, you know, where was that? You know, and it doesn't even bother us anymore. And see, and that's what Satan is, is hoping. See, Satan wants to take the fear out of sin. Once, once we don't fear it no more, then he can bring it on into us and, 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 just make, make it seem like everyday occurrences. But in Ephesians 4 and verse 19, the NIV version says, having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensu sensuality so as, so as to indulge in every kind of impurity with a continual lust for more. With a continual lust for more. I, I'm saying we, our senses get dull and we, we get, as they say, insatiable. We can't get enough, you know. We, we, when we hear about some bad stuff, it's like a train wreck, you know. We know it's going to be a train, but we can't look away, you know. It, we, we want drama. We, we want some drama. We, and and that's, that's what sells in these, uh, uh, I can't never think of this show. What's the, what's the Atlanta Housewives and all that kind of, what, 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 huh? huh? What, well, I mean, what, what, I mean, what kind of shows that go? It's a, we, that's the word I was looking for. See, in these reality shows, see, see, you can't have no 
uncomplicated life and be on air. Nobody wants to see that. They, they, want, they want to see some drama. They want to hear some hair raises, some fights, some licks thrown, and, and all that kind of stuff. So the uncomplicated life won't make it on there. But the more drama you have in there, then that's what sells and keeps the people coming back for more. See, he, he also says that when you reach this point, when you reach this point where your senses is dull and, and, and you, you don't even, you just can't be satisfied with that. You, you just go to the, the next level. See, when you reach this point where your conscience is not even bothered by what you, what you, what you even say, say or do. See, we, we, our, our conscience is supposed to act as an alarm system to us. God gave us that as an alarm system. But when it's, when it's seared, when it's callous, then it can't do the job of it was intended to do. Our conscience. See, our conscience, when we know we're doing something wrong. Your, your conscience, if it's, if it's geared right, especially if it's, it's geared by the word of God, it'll be your alarm system to say, now you know that's not right. And everybody has that. Everybody has a conscience, but it depends on what it's been geared to. You grow up, you seeing wrong happening all the time, so your conscience can get seared, and then it doesn't even bother you. It's skewed. Then you, you, you can you can do stuff and and not even bother you to see it being done. So then he says in verse seventeen, he says, "For they eat the bread of wickedness." And drank the wine of violence. It says that they, they enter into a life of wickedness and violence. They, they live, as I say, they live and breathe this stuff. They, 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 they're not satisfied until they've seen some, some drama throughout the day. They, they, they just, see, see, eating, it, it says here, for they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. They're using this stuff as substance. This is what they live off of. Amen? Amen. I mean, this is along that path, the path of the wicked, wicked that God said to stay away from that. See, once, once you see that, and, and see, we, we were talking about in, in the Thursday morning class, see, it's once, once you walk on this, this path of wisdom, when you get around that type of environment, it should make you feel uncomfortable. You, you can't stay in that environment too long before you feel uneasy, and then you have to get away from there. But it, if, if you're comfortable in there and they have to make you leave, you know, then you need to question. You, you need to question your Christianity, okay? See, if you, you're in that environment and you're the one cut the lights off and shut the door, lock the doors after everybody gone, then uh, <laughs> you, 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 you might have to check yourself, okay? See, then, 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 then there's a comparison to these two paths, okay? Verse 18 says, Verse 18 says, but the path of the just is as a shining light 
that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. See, just as the sun becomes brighter and brighter as it rises to its fullest each day, so will those who walk down the path of, of wisdom. They'll get pro progressively enlightened. See, as you continue down this path, see, God's word will, you, will make you more enlightened about life. I, I, I had a, a illustration I wanted to use. I, 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 didn't, I didn't bring it over here with me. But see, sometimes we can, we can study scripture. We can hear stuff in one class and one sermon and one Bible study, one discussion, and not really understand that. And then as we go down the line, after we've experienced maybe that text in different ways, and then one day we, the light bulb comes on. And we say, oh, that's what that means. Now I understand that. And that's how this path, he says, as you continue to go down this path, your enlightenment will get brighter and brighter. See, see, and, and that's what God is, is, is meant to do in our life. See, he's given us the light. This is the light right here. And he's given us this light in this dark world that we live in. See, I know already that uh, I've had to use this light in certain situations that used to cause me to stumble. And now I could take this light, click it on and, and shine it on certain situations. Uh, no. Stay away from there. And, you know, and, 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 it, and it, he says, thy, thy word is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. So I can take this and I can shine it and, and, and it tell me, no, you don't want to go down there. You know, that's a ditch down there. You don't want to go. It's gators and all that kind of stuff down there. You know, so, so but, but this can be a, a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path if you use it right. See, that, that's, that's, that is on the path of the, of, of the wisdom, path of, of wisdom. See, God says, as long as you stay with him, he'll keep you from making the same mistakes over and over again. See, because on that path of wisdom, you're going to be getting enlightened the more you stay on there. And what used to trip you up won't trip you up anymore. Because he's going he's gonna to enlighten you. But the way of the wicked, in verse 19, it says, no, verse 19, amen, it says, the way of the wicked is as darkness. They know not at what they stumble. See, I told you, this world is out here, it, it, it's, it's called darkness. And you got those who don't know this way, don't know this book, don't have this as a lamp unto their uh, uh, feet and a light into their path. See, they stumble. They stumbling over all this stuff. And they stumble again and again. And, 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 the, and the thing about it, they can keep stumbling over stuff in life and not even understand why. They don't have a clue. It's right there, but they don't have a clue. They can't understand it. See, they, they don't have that discernment to be able to tell them, you need to stop going down that path. See, See, Ephesians, Ephesians 4 and 17 says it like this. 
He said, this I say therefore and testify in the Lord that you henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. See, they're walking in darkness and, and they're ignorant of God's word. And, and so they have no having a clue of why this stuff is happening. Then. So. So in this contrast, he he shows us that one path leads to increasing brightness while the other to blinding darkness. Which one of the paths will you take in your life? The last point I want to leave with is making life with Christ progressively brighter. How do we make our life in Christ progressively brighter? Well, Jesus, first of all, you got to understand that Jesus is the light. He said that I am the light. So we must remember that our path will brighten, not because of any light within ourselves, but only as we draw nearer and nearer to our heavenly source of light. Jesus is the light. So the closer we draw to him, the better our path will be. The more illuminated our path will be. The nearer we draw to him, the more we shall shine. We shall simply be reflective luminaries like the moon, which gets its light from the sun. Christ is our sun. That's where, see, see, and, and any goodness that people see in us is only because we reflect the luminary that, that's attracting the light from him and shining it for others to lead them to the light. Amen. See, we draw nearer to the light in this way, through frequent use of our Bibles, first of all. See, if, if your Bible is so new that, you know, you, you got a pride of pages See, you haven't been using that that much, okay? See, you don't want, see, now, th this, is, this is my preaching Bible, okay? This stays in the office, okay? And I use it because it's got super giant print. I can almost read this without, amen? But, but, but the sword that I use at home, okay, it, it's almost ready for duct tape to go on the back of a, uh, uh, Sister Gloria, she didn't see that. I, I use it in a Thursday class, but it's a Thompson Chain Reference Bible, which, which is about the third one that I bought. And, and, and I weigh them out and I just buy another one. But the, the back is almost off of there. But, and, and the pages are, have tape and stuff on some of them where they've gotten torn. But I, I keep that because that's broken in. That, that's, that's not, I, I could think of a, 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 a verse and, and hit my Bible like and it automatically turned to it. See, so, 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 but that comes, that comes through use, okay? From, from you using it. See, and, and I heard a, a, a preacher say once before, he said, if your Bible is falling apart, usually your life isn't. Some of y'all will get that on the way home, you know. See, See, if you're constantly using it like that, then you want to wear that out and not wear this out, okay? So, 
So, so one way we draw closer to the light is frequent use of our Bibles because that's how Christ reveals himself to us through his word and through his inspired apostles, apostles we, we get our enlightenment. This is where we get it from. Christ is not going to visit you at night and you're not going to wake up at, the, at, at 3 o'clock in the morning and look down at the foot of your bed and see Jesus and start talking to him, okay? See, the first time you do that, then you need to get up and take some antacid or whatever for, for that the Mexican food that you ate and, and gave you indigestion because you, don't, don't believe your eyes. You're not seeing what you think you're seeing, okay? So he's not going to reveal himself in that way. So not only is he going to reveal himself in his word, he's going to reveal himself through diligent practice of prayer. I said diligent practice of prayer. Not the quick little stuff that we do over our meal, you know. You know. You could be beside somebody, some some people, and they that prayer is so quick that you didn't hear. Then you right beside them. Yes. They just bobbed their head down like that and they were, they were done. But, but he's not talking about it. See, when you look at Jesus, like Jesus is the perfect example of everything that we need to do. And Jesus prayed without ceasing. He prayed before going into an event. He prayed afterwards. Sometimes he just get away and his, his way of uh, replenishing himself was to go alone and be with the Father and pray. So we, we need to do that. We have sweet hour of prayer. And, and for some people that don't have a prayer life, see, sometimes you, you need to come to that. That's meant to, to help you in your prayer life. See, because sometimes people don't even know what to pray for. And, and, and once you hear other people praying, thanking God, first of all, for what they already have before they go into intercessory prayer for praying for someone else who either don't have access to God's throne or for, for some situation that needs prayer. You know, we, we do that and then prayers of supplication, what we want God to supply us with. But see, when we do that thing right, we spend so much time over here thanking God for what he already did and for others that by the time we get to ourselves, uh, most people say, well, I don't have anything. God, you know, if, if he blessed me anymore, I would have to be twins or something. I, I couldn't stand his blessing. So, see, God, God, God has blessed us so much. And, and a lot of times we're ready to, we get over here, we want to bypass both of these prayers and go right into supplication what we want him to supply us with and we got a scroll of stuff we want to roll the scroll out and say God give me this you know and I got stuff written on both sides of it you know so and 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 God said no no if you can't be grateful for what I've already given you I'm not gonna give you more stuff to be unthankful about so we we, we need to understand the four format of prayer so if we, if, we, if we draw closer to him through diligent prayer, and we have to start somewhere. See, Philippians 4 and 6 says, be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. See, 
we, we got to understand that prayer ushers us into the throne room of God. That's where it takes us when we pray. And then through doing his commands, doing the commands of Christ. See, doing the commands of Christ ensures that the Father and Son will abide with us. Y'all hear that? He, he says, if you love me, keep my commandments. And, and lastly, he says in John 14 and 21, he said, he that hath my commands and keepeth them, he is that he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my father. And I will love him and will manifest myself to him. Verse 23, he said, Jesus answered and said unto him, if a man love me, he will keep my commandments and my father will love him and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. That's both of them. You're going to have both of them when you learn the power of prayer and, and, and doing what he says. Obedience brings us into a closer relationship with Christ. These are simple steps that lead us to an ever brighter path of righteousness. When we try to obey, even when we fail, see, God doesn't know we're not perfect people, but he just wants us to try. Because trying, when we fail, our failures should make us, we, well, first of all, we should fail forward, and our failures should make us cling to him more. A lot of times when we fail this stuff, when things have gotten us down, we do the wrong thing when we leave and go away from everybody. I want to go over here and I want to lick my wounds. I want, I'm going to get some donuts and have a pity party because, you know, see, see, and that's what Satan wants. Satan wants you over there by yourself so he can attack you one by one. But when, when I, I got a problem, I'm going right up in the middle of y'all and Y'all pray for me, please. You know, cause I don't have to tell you all my business, but I'm saying, just, just pray for me, okay? You know, please, before you close out that prayer, prayer warrior, Crystal, please say my name, okay? All right, amen. See, that's when, that's when you be using wisdom. Use that thing that God gave you, like-minded saints, to, to help you pray, amen? So, I'm done. Maybe if you're here tonight and, and you haven't been using that wisdom that God wants you to do, it starts by hearing his word. Hearing his word, believing his word, making up your mind you want to change what you've been doing. You ran out of your 50 ways or whatever. You've been ran out of. You done made up some new ones because you, you, you just didn't want to stop, okay? But... But once you run out your ways and you turn towards them, God said, I've been waiting. I've been waiting for you. And then when you're ready to do that, you confess the sweetest name on mortal tongue, that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Then get yourself baptized. Get your, all your past sins removed. Start with a clean slate. Now you've got all the help you could, you could ever ask for with God assisting you along this path. And then live faithfully until death. Christ say, I'll give you a crown of life. Amen. Maybe you might be here and you have a prayer request. We're going to ask you to stand as we sing the hymn of invitation. This God, not a earth, a can stand.
hopes on things eternal. Hold to God's unchanging hand. Everybody ought to hold to his hand. To God's unchanging hand.